Welcome to a gentleman's briefly. And today we are doing bringing you another edition of the Comic Book Council uh, with my boy. You know, it's Brandon, as you know, and this we have here Jordan. Yeah, Whatever. I'm back for another gentleman's briefly. Yes, sir. Comic Book Council has come reconvened once again to bring to you, you know, comic books that we've been reading recently, and we will each present, you know three or so comics that we've been reading, kind of talked about the story and kind of just walked through it, you know? So for all the comic book heads out there, definitely tune in and pass it along to any other comic book people you got out there. Um, But yeah, man, uh, Jordan, did you want to start? Yeah, I can uh, hop right on in it. So this first one that I got um, was something I was super excited about. Actually, when I heard it uh, came out, so I was, Pretty excited to read this one. This one is called Void Rivals, or number one. And this is by Robert Kirkman, so the creator of The Walking Dead. He wrote this comic. Um, and then art is by Lorenzo Del Facili. Uh, I don't know how says that name. Facili? Felicity? I don't know. Um, but anyway, so the story basically follows a um, like an alien, but not like an alien. alien. It was like an alien humanoid guy um, named Derek. So he ended up crashing on this planet. And he loses consciousness like as soon as he hit the earth, basically. And we find out that he has a robot on his hand named Handroid. Um, and then so we find out that they're being chased across the galaxy by um they're called the Zerotonians. And they realize that, you know, they thought they got away from the Zerotonian, but they actually didn't. He also kind of crash landed on it on that uh, on the planet with him. And so mm-hmm. they kind of get into a fight, and Derek and the Zerotonian end up um basically Derek overpowered the zero Tony and getting ready to kill him. Uh, but the person asked for mercy and then the person was like, Hey, like what, we, what do you mean mercy? Like I, I wouldn't have gave you mercy. And he was like, well, basically, you know, we're both crash landed here. There's nothing we can do against each other. No one's coming for us basically. And we found out that Derek is from a race called the Angorians basically. And these two, mm. um, these two races are basically rivals. Um, and so like they, they're, they're two species basically hate each other. Um, so they end up kind of coming to an agreement, like, Hey, we can work together, uh, to try to get off of this thing, um, uh, to kind of get off this planet. Cause other than that, like we're going to die on this planet. And mind mm-hmm. you, both of these, both these people have armor on, they have helmets on, so they don't, they don't know what each other actually look like. Um, so as they're kind of like running, going through the wreckage, trying to fix things, they see another jet, like off in the distance, like another, like, yeah, another jet basically off in the distance. So they kind of run up to it and try to see if they can like take parts from it so the big reveal is that this jet automatically just starts transforming and then it's revealed to be jet fire from the transformers universe and so we end up so jeff so jet fire wakes up he's been like hey i've been on this planet for thousands of years what what happened to cybertron and they're like they don't have no idea what's going on so Jetfire just immediately leaves the two stranded, and then they kind of they kind of like, hey, like what the heck, you left us stranded, and so basically they come up, they figure out, okay, well we need to figure out how to get off of here. Maybe we can use some of our body armor and some of our helmet to kind of uh, kind of make some repairs. So they both take off their helmets, and it's revealed that they look exactly alike. The only difference is one has a red gem on the forehead, and one has a green gem. But they mm-hmm. have no idea that the two races even looked alike because they never even saw each other before. Um, so that was a big reveal. So this whole thing, this whole uh, Void Rivals is the beginning of a new franchise. Um, it's going to take place in the new Energon universe. 
which Robert Kirkman is creating, and it's going to deal with the Transformers and going to deal with the G.I. Joe universe. And so this is supposed to tie things together in this whole new universe that Robert Kirkman is creating. So mm, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm super excited to see. This is going to be the first time for me hopping on a Transformers comic. And so I'm interested to see where uh, Robert Kirkman kind of takes this whole new universe because he is the creator of it. Um, and this is under Image Comics. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, mention it. Skybound Comics more specifically. Yeah, he is the writer, director, producer. Like he, he is the head man in charge of this. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to see it go. I'm trying to look up if because I've read a few Transformers comics, and I want to say I read the, the Beast Wars one just because you know it's closer to when that movie was coming out. Yeah. Uh, are the, are they all Image? I'm pretty sure they are. But so well, so it was. It's weird. So. The Transformers brand has kind of bounced around from different comic companies. Um, mm. It was with IDW for years. It was with Marvel for years. Then it went to it IDW. Was. And then most recently, IDW, I believe, lost the rights to it. And then this is the first... Com- then Image, Skybound Comics, basically picked them up. And this is the first project coming out of it. Uh, okay, yeah. Because uh, one of my favorite, Daniel Warren Johnson, you know, like the artist and uh, he's one of my. He's probably one of my favorite comic book artists. But then he also wrote. He wrote Powerbomb, uh, yeah. and Drew Powerbomb. But then he's doing the Transformers run too. And I saw it. I, I was looking for. I saw him post about it, but I didn't know where it was. Or, but I now yeah, I'm seeing it, it. It hasn't come out yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing it's it's coming out in uh, October. But yeah, I didn't know. I guess I just didn't know for sure yeah. what if it was Boom, if it was Image. But that's good to know. Yeah, so yeah, there's going to be a whole new uh, universe, and yeah, he'll be writing Transformers books. So I wonder I wonder if they're going to use his run for the potential like movie, the next movie that's going to come out. We, it could, because I mean, they're going to be crossing over G.I. Joe in the movie, and now right. this new universe is going to be crossing over G.I. Joe. So. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. No, that sounds you got, very though? interesting, though. Um, Alright, for me, uh, first one I'll do uh, I read a Darth Vader black. So you know the whole series, the black, white, and red. Is that what like the series is oh, called? Oh yeah, where the yeah 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 black, yeah, white, every, and red. Yeah yeah okay. So they've done. I think they did a Moon Knight. They did, yeah, they did uh, a Moon Knight and Wolverine as well. Wolverine, yeah. So they did. They uh, have this one now with Darth Vader, and um, I read it today, and man, it was pretty good. It was basically he's just it's kind of it's kind of quick stories. Uh, yeah, so it's not series. Exactly. So, like, this story kind of just starts out. He's just on a random moon. He's trying to get these, trying to get something from uh, one of these fuel people there that's on that planet. And uh, the person's like, no, I'm not giving it up. I've heard about who Darth Vader is, but you got to prove to me you're Darth Vader. And and Vader's, like, getting annoyed. And so he, like, obviously uses the force to, like, choke him, force choke him. And then uh, he lets him go, and the, uh, the guy's like, Oh, you okay? You're the guy I've, I've talked about this destroys so many planets and all this stuff, and um, and eventually Vader starts to like really get annoyed that he isn't listening to him, and somehow, some way, this dude eventually like skip into it. This dude has a thing on his arm that he like presses a couple buttons, and it like basically shuts down Vader's like uh, machinery, like armor. So oh, wow. then, yeah, so Vader then just starts falling to the ground, and apparently the dude is a part of the Rebels, 
and the rebels kind of more of his rebel uh counterparts pop out and start helping him fight the stormtroopers and all this other stuff and so what i'm thinking is looking like they're going to capture vader and he's going to have to escape in the next issue we'll see um but but like this is my first time reading the black white and red like series um, yeah. and art and it was really cool to see like it was really cool how they like use the red to highlight certain things and, and stuff yeah. like that yeah uh it's funny because like in with the wolverine one and the moon knight they call it uh black white and blood i believe um uh, i think it is I, yeah i think that's it uh but i really enjoy it. i looked it up um the artwork in all of these are always so amazing like you said yeah only to see the red is like it's really cool just see only seeing the red yeah it just like pops off the page when it's the rest of it is black and white you know yeah and um but no, yeah, it's it's a really cool concept. It's kind of kind of makes you appreciate like the other. It kind of makes you appreciate like the simplicity of some of the comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I know I know you've been taking a little a little dive in the Star Wars comics. How you liking them? Man, I, I've really enjoyed Star Wars comics, bro. Like, I actually bought a. Um, I'm behind, way behind, but like I read most of Vader's like first two to three arcs. Then I took a little yeah. break. I need to catch up with those. They got a, a Han Solo and um, Chewbacca run that I'm. I just bought the first uh, issue of. I'm gonna get into that one. There's this whole Bounty Hunters run that I want to get into. Man, it's really good. It's literally just you know. It's obviously it's under Marvel, and they put yeah. most of the time, especially with the bigger like characters, they put their you know best writers behind it, and it's really good. And it all ties together. It's all really good, and the artwork is great. And just to see, you know, Vader drawn really well and like drawn the people who like can really emphasize draw the force essentially without drawing it and making it look like the actual force is really cool. I never even thought about that. Like, what does the force look like in a comic book? Yeah, like that's like it's always cool to see like when they Vader doing the force choke or if he's doing one thing or another fighting somebody, seeing the lightsabers being used, it's really cool to see, you know, in comic book form. Uh, yeah. With different panels and stuff, so, but no, it's it's been a really good experience. I've actually kind of preferred Star Wars over like Marvel runs right now, but I just, I'm there's no Marvel run that just caught my eye. I actually went hey to man, this, I, I'm I'm right there with you. There's only yeah, one bro. run right now for Marvel that I really care about, and it's been really good. Yeah, but like I went to the shop when I was in the city last time, and I was just like, dang, like this ain't this ain't hitting like I wanted it to hit, you know. Yeah, uh, Marvel wise now, I mean DC's like revamping this whole Dawn of DC thing, so it's been solid over there. But uh, Marvel, maybe they need a new. And I heard the Avengers run is solid, and you'll probably talk about Moon Knight. I've heard those are really good, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I spoiler alert: I do have a Moon Knight comic on here. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Um, my next one is so this series I've actually read before. But for some reason, it just hit me the other night to kind of go back and revisit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and you'll know this one. Um, this one's a pretty famous one. Uh, this is Vision by Tom Keen. Okay. Came out in November 2015. Uh, and I, I'm just gonna review the first one. Um, I, I this I love this. This series is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend people reading this one. And they kind of, if people don't know, like they pulled some of Wandavision. Uh, yeah. from this series there were some some certain points in wandavision that came from the series um but basically in the first issue the story starts out with uh with a neighbor couple ringing the doorbell um of the visions so this is vision's family uh his son vin his daughter viv uh, his wife virginia 
Um, and basically the neighbors realized like, hey, these guys aren't normal. Um, they didn't realize, they knew who Vision was, but this is kind of them getting to know Vision and they kind of bring Vision some some brownies or something. And then um, as soon as they turn away, the visions, Vision actually brings them to the house. They look around the house and they're like, yo, these people are really weird. And his wife is already kind of like apprehensive already. And she's like, well, why do we need to even, you know, talk to these neighbors? Why do we need them? We don't even eat brownies. Like, why did they bring us brownies? But then Vision is kind of telling her like, hey, this is just part of being human. This is what we're here for. We're we're moving to this new city. We live in this house because we're trying to be human. Um, and so they, from the, even from the first ep- uh, issue, you kind of see that the wife is already kind of having some issues with their living arrangement. And it comes, it becomes like a bigger thing, like towards and other issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even with the kids, so the kids go off to school. First of all, the kids know everything already because they're androids. So right. the only reason they're going is going to school is kind of learn to socialize. And then they are, they're already getting bullied. They, they're flying into school and people are like, yo, like you guys are weird. What are you doing flying here? Right. And <laughs> so they're already getting bullied and getting picked on. And then his wife is also kind of, like I said, she's already having problems. And this is like issue one because she's like, okay, the kids don't need to go to school and vision like they do need to go to school because they need to learn how to socialize. Part of being human human is learning how to socialize. And so the wife is like, I don't think we need to do this. And vision's like, basically like, maybe you need to chill out or do I need to like reset your circuit board or something like that? Like, he's like, just calm down. And so this is almost like a real life situation. Like, the man is like telling the woman, you need to calm down. Like, let right. me handle this. You calm down. Do something Terrible else. Terrible idea. And like, dude, you, yeah. yeah, you already start to see the kind of relationship breaks down. Um, So like Vision is like dismissing her a lot. And she's kind of, she's already kind of getting emotional, which is weird for them because they're androids. They don't get right. emotional. So like right. Vision is like really starting to think like something is really wrong with her. And he's like, okay, we'll all look into it in the morning. So basically they don't sleep at night. They basically... It's, it's funny he describes it as being solar powered so at nighttime they basically just uh go through their their memory data bank and kind of store things and just kind of move memories around and all that but they don't really sleep but vision for some reason is, is getting haunted by a memory um and then basically the next day he gets a call from the avengers saying hey i need you to come out here you know we need help and so you know vision leaves them and then the family's just there by themselves and as soon as he leaves um a a character by the name of the Grim Reaper comes and immediately attacks them. And he wants revenge because Vision killed Wonder Man. And basically Wonder Man's uh, visions, memories, and kind of how he was created was also created from Ultron, but is also created using Wonder Man. And because Wonder Man was killed, uh, Grim Reaper is blaming uh, Vision for it. So during the fight, um, the Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper actually like stabs his daughter like super bad to the point where she needs to get repaired. And so the mom gets so mad that she actually kills a Grim Reaper. Like you see him, like she kills him. And then at the end of the issue, you see the blood on her face and she's like, okay, we can't tell your dad. We need to cover this up. And the issue just ends. So it's because I know what's going to happen. This, this series is like fantastic. There's, it's like so much like real world things like that the vision and his whole entire family like go through. Like yeah. they end up getting a dog, and we saw the dog in WandaVision. Um, but like they go through like real life situations, and Tom King did a, like a fantastic job on this series. Yeah. Um, so like if people are looking like for a good, a good comic run to kind of read, it's only 10 issues, so it's pretty short. 
Uh, the Vision by Tom King is definitely one I recommend. Yeah, Tom King don't miss, man. His his stuff honestly is like hard to read sometimes. Like, yeah. like his Batman stuff, bro. I used to be like, yo, I can't, I can't keep up. Like it was just. It was I would have to say this. So this is like, I think this might have been the second thing or the first thing that Tom King got. He really hit on. Like this is the first yeah. time, like he really started to blow up. And I think this might have been the first though. But like, yeah, after this, yeah, he he went over to um. Well, he kind of goes to both companies actually. He started at Marvel, then he went over to DC, and yeah, he was writing Batman and then Catwoman, um, and then he wrote that uh the wedding special for them, and I mean, he's wrote a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, like I think he wrote the Human Target. He wrote that. I think he did. I think he also wrote. Did he write Mister Miracle? Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so this was the first thing he, the first big thing he wrote. Then he wrote Mister Miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to read Human Target too. It looks beautiful. I just haven't haven't read it. Um. But no, nah, that I mean, it sounds interesting. I've always seen that book. I've always the covers, the variant covers, all of them look beautiful. Um, for some reason, I thought Scarlet Witch was involved, but maybe so. So on. she she gets and even an issue one she get. I didn't mention it uh, just because it wasn't like a big thing, but you also see that um, his wife Virginia is very um, jealous of Scarlet Witch because of the mm. relationship that they did have. And so that yeah. comes up. So she's like getting all these emotions. And so that's why Vision is like, I think this was wrong with you. Like you're being too emotional right now. Right. And that was that was one of the sore spots for her. That's tough. Right? Think of a think of a real dude. Think of a dude did that in real life. Like, yo, yeah. like what is wrong with you? Like you're getting way too emotional. Calm down. Yeah, it, it's funny like seeing like Vision trying to be like trying to be a human and like the rest of his family trying to be human. It's, yeah. It's a it's a really good series. I definitely recommend it. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, all right, for me, this one I've kind of I've been excited to read. It's a Power Rangers Unlimited. So Power Rangers Unlimited is like a series that they do, right? They they pick different stories throughout Power Rangers and do like a a, a story on it that we didn't really get that much either insight on during the series or this is a whole new thing. This one is Death Ranger number one. Uh, you may have seen pictures of it. Um. This one, the Death Ranger is like total new canon. Like this is totally new. This wasn't part of the, the TV show canon or anything. Um, so basically, if you know, so Andros um, is the Red Ranger for uh, Power Rangers in space. But during at the beginning of this comic, this is like prequel. This is like going way back. So Andros is a little kid. Uh, him and his sister, God, I forget her name now. She actually ends up being the main villain in in space ends up being the pink ranger and uh and lost galaxy but in this particular run they're both sitting down and their mom is reading them a story and she's reading them a story about the uh omega rangers which is kind of like the oldest version of the power rangers right that was like the start of it all and she's specifically reading a story about the golden uh, uh omega ranger which is kind of like no one knew existed and she yeah. basically talked about how the golden, um, the golden Omega Ranger had a morpher that brought back the dead, right? So, like, yeah. you know, and which is totally different than anything we've ever seen before. But it basically uses the morphing grid to um, rejuvenate the dead. Basically, and she was talking about how there was this power gold, this golden Omega Ranger's name. His name was Spark. Spark, I think it's Spark. They kind of yeah, broke it apart. Yeah. yeah, and so essentially. He was a good ranger, right? He was good. Um, he was, you know, part of the team. They were going up against this uh, huge giant, and the giant ended up killing one of the 
uh, female rangers, a blue ranger. And he was really close with her. And he was like, he just couldn't get over her dying, right? Even after the mission, he goes back and he's like, I just can't deal with this grief. Like, he didn't even know what grief was. He didn't know what mourning was. These are aliens, so they don't even know what these words mean. And so the rest of the team is like mourning, but they're like, all right, we got we got missions to do. We got things to handle. Like, we got to kind of got to move on a little bit. But he, he just caught up in it. So he, he's kind of more isolated. He's trying new experiments. He's trying to he's trying new things, putting new experiences together, trying new chemicals and stuff. And he's basically trying to figure out a way to bring her back. And more and more, the Rangers start to see, like, what he's doing. And they're like, hey, like, like I get that you're going through some stuff, but, you know, this is not something the Power Rangers do. This isn't natural, right? This isn't the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to allow what naturally happened to happen. He just can't get over it. So uh, the Golden Omega Ranger basically ends up figuring out a way to bring her back uh, and bring her back alive. And the Power Rangers are just like, what the hell? Like, they're spooked out. Like, they're creeped out. Like, who is this person that you brought back? This isn't the person we know. And um, we find out that if he uses the morpher to bring someone back, he can control them. Right. So he doesn't just bring them back. He can control them in any way he wants to. And that's kind of what he did in this, where he started the I think the Power Ranger that died that he brought back was Hera. I think her name was. And yeah, he basically used her to try attacking the Power Rangers because he was just pissed off that they kept, you know, coming at him for bringing her back. He thought they would be happy for him. And eventually the Power Rangers end up, you know, um, defeating him. And so both. Hera and Spark end up somehow fusing and they end up kind of teleporting inside of the uh, Golden Ranger uh, Morpher. And yeah. the team the team is like, all right, this is something like no one can have access to. Like Nobody can have this. If anybody has, it's dangerous. And they end up locking it away and putting it up into a, a safe that they like safeguarded on safe haven to where they're like, all right, no one can touch this ever. And for the longest time, no one did get a hold of it. But then my next comic, I'll kind of talk about how someone did get a hold of it. And it ended up real bad. But um, the Death Ranger has been a really successful comic. Like, the you know, this is just a different, this is a darker version of the Power Rangers what people have been asking for. Yeah. Um, like, I saw more people die in this run than I've seen in <laughs> Power Rangers history, so, probably. So you all in, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I love the run. Like, it's I'm you know I'm not a zombie person but that's kind of what a lot of this is like they're bringing it back you know dead people but the concept is dope like um, there's a ranger no one knew about and he has a more for this more powerful than anybody he can bring back the dead you know it's kind of crazy so um, it's been a cool run so far I'm still a little behind but definitely gonna catch up now that I've read this first one I would say yeah I uh, I found a picture that kind of I guess the red Omega Rangers Bledsoe. The one, the blue Omega Ranger was Hazel. Is that the yeah Hazel? Hazel. Yeah, yeah, Hazel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I see Spark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looked he innocent. Dope. Like, nah, yeah, he and even the design. I, I don't like the Omega Rangers suit design. I think it's kind of basic and boring. But the Death Rangers like mask, and he looks like has like yeah. A skull. Like you, can, you can see like the skull right there. Yeah. The yeah, it's like totally different and. They do a great job of like, and I'll talk about our next comic, but they do a great job of like, you'll be talking to somebody and you think they aren't a Death Ranger, but then like in the comic, they show you like a shadow of their face and 
you'll see the shadow and they have like the skull face. And it's like, oh yeah. shit, like we know it's a Death Ranger, but it's not, you know, no one who's talking to him knows. So it's really good art, art style. And uh, it's a really good concept. It just brings like a, a new villain that, you know, they're doing a really good job with this. The comics, they're killing it. They need to need to uh, use these comics more, bro. They need they're to killing get, it. get an animated series or a movie or something, huh? That's the hope, man. Honestly, I, honestly, I think an animated series would probably do this one real justice. No, I would. I definitely do. Because, and that's my thing is like, I am for unification. I'm, or I am for like streamlining. But like Ninja Turtles, Transformers, everybody's showing like you can have three different shows doing three different things, and everybody be okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like it, but I would rather have that than no Power than Rangers. Nothing. So, yeah, exactly. I will say one thing I appreciate about these uh, Power Ranger comics, dude. The comic book covers with them holding their helmet, there's like the super shiny ones, dude. Them are beautiful, dude. Beautiful, bro. Every time the one with Jason holding his helmet, the one with Tommy holding his helmet, bro, beautiful. Yeah, Shit, even Zach. Really nice. Yeah, man, like with the like metallic sort of um, cover over him, man, beautiful. Like you hang those up, they look really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my last comic is I won't spend a lot of time on this one uh, just because it's it's only one issue out right now. Uh, but this is Moon Knight. Uh, City of the Dead, number one, by David Peoples. So this is the main run that everybody talks about, but this is like a brand new comic, um, a spinoff, and it's about to introduce a character we've already seen before. But basically, we we see uh, Mark Spector like drinking by himself, reminiscing about all the bad stuff he did. Um, and then a boy named Khalil basically calls for help, and of course it's nighttime, so anything that happens in nighttime is under Moon Knight's watch. Um, the boy is basically getting attacked by a group of people called the Jekylls, and the basically Moon Knight intervenes. They're fighting. He manages to kill, uh, kill. He killed one of the people by he got hit by a car and died. But then Moon Knight looks back and the boy actually got stabbed, and the boy ended up dying. So Moon Knight takes him to this other guy who is basically so Moon Knight is known as the right hand of Khonshu. So in the Moon Knight comics, they introduce the left hand of Khonshu, and it's a character by the name of Hunter's Moon. He can do basically everything that Moon Knight can do, but he's not crazy. And he's also a doctor. So basically, Moon Knight takes him to the doctor. The doctor actually revives the boy. The boy been dead for five minutes. But he tells him, like, hey, he's comatose. He, he's just not here at all. He's going to be a vegetable if we take him off the ventilator. So Moon Knight is like, okay, his body may be here, but his soul is still in the, basically in the underworld. And so they do like a, like a ritual. Moon Knight actually goes to the underworld to kind of retrieve the boy's soul. And down there, Moon Knight's fighting like all the other. He's going to get some of the other deities, uh, kind of like the Egyptian pantheon, and they're basically trying to find this boy's soul. And uh, he comes across actually the guy that he ended up killing when he was um, killing that got hit by the car. He finds him. He's like, "Why are you guys hunting this boy? Like, who's behind this?" And the guy doesn't want to reveal it. And so basically, the 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 guys he's with the Jekylls they actually turn into Jekylls because in the underworld they become more powerful. So Moon Knight's fighting these Jekylls and he begins to, he's losing because like these people are more powerful than the underworld. And actually mm-hmm. he ends up getting saved by someone that we've seen before. And uh, he ends up getting saved by the Scarlet Scarab. And we know her as Layla in the MCU. Oh. So this is, yeah, this is Layla's first appearance as the Scarlet Scarab in comics. Interesting. Yeah, so the, I guess this comic is the one that's going to introduce her into the, the world of comics as a Scarlet Scarab. 
I'm so. trying to remember what she looked like in the wasn't her suit kind of I won't it wasn't basic, but you know what I mean? It was kind of she kind of she, she kind of had like some wings and everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's I mean that's kind of like what her um her that's what she looks in the comic as well. Gotcha. So yeah, that's dope, I, I'm though. interested to see where the story goes. Like I said, this isn't the main series. The main series mm-hmm. right now is is fantastic. Like this is this this is going down as one of the best runs for Moon Knight. I saw somebody say that the guy that like we follow on our account and um he was like, Yeah, this is this is the best Moon Knight run ever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. damn. And and I had heard about it. I've read I think I've read like the first like three or four issues and I was like, damn, this is really good. Isn't it like McKay? Yeah, uh, I think Jed McKay, maybe I think that's who it is, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this series is uh the Moon Knight series has been fantastic. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. They're cooking over there Moon Knight. I'm going to lie. Um, I wish the show could have been as good, but, Facts. you know, they definitely stayed away from, like, any underworld, any, like, you know, the darker side of Moon Knight. They kind of stayed away from that. Um, yeah. But, okay, I'm going to check that out. Um, all right, my last one is kind of ties into so basically the way these comics came out was the power rangers unlimited death ranger one came out before i think it came out either after the what i'm about to talk about or before um but basically uh the last comic i'll talk about is power rangers number 22 and essentially what happened was remember we talked about the death ranger was uh you know basically died or basically got captured inside of the morpher and yeah. was, you know, tucked away for so many years. Well, Andros, we talked about the kid who was reading the story, who got the story read to him. Um, he ends up growing up, obviously, ends up becoming a Power Ranger, all these other things. Well, the whole time his mom is reading him the story, he's, like, enamored. He's like, oh, there's somebody who can bring somebody from the dead? Like, And his mom is like, no, 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 no. That's not what That's not what I want you to take from the that story. That was the whole Just, point, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, okay. And so she's kind of worried, but she's like, whatever. Obviously, Andrews grows up earlier, grows up uh, later on. He's a Power Ranger, and his planet gets wiped out, right? His planet is is wiped, wiped away. He's kind of out on his own by himself, and he remembers, like, oh, okay, there's a Death Ranger. Like, there's a way I can bring my whole planet back. And so he basically teams up with the Omega Rangers of today who have the thing locked away, and he kind of infiltrates them. They trust him because he says he's a Power Ranger. He's kind of like, he's kind of, he's thorough. He's confirmed as a Power Ranger. So they trust him. They use a, they go on a mission to try to um, save this Astro Mega shit, which was the, the main Zord in the in space uh, TV show. And basically, Andros awakens, um, awakens a Power Ranger who was associated with that morpher. And obviously, that morpher is brought back. Um, the the death ranger basically awoken again and like jason jason is on the mission and he's like who the hell is this dude you got with you and andrew's like don't worry about it we'll talk about it later and the death ranger is like talking real like cryptic like i the red ranger like jason was talking to the death ranger and death ranger was like yeah i've seen you live and i've seen you die already and jason's like who the fuck is it like who the hell is this dude you know and so they end up getting into it. The Death Ranger like stabs uh, Jason through his chest, like and kills him. And hmm. 
what what I've learned in this comic was that basically if, if the Death Ranger kills you or if you die due to the Death Ranger, you basically almost come like a zombie, not a zombie, but a de- basically another Death Ranger, essentially. Like you yeah. work for him almost. And that's kind of what happened with he killed Jason. Jason ends up becoming a Death Ranger. There's another Power Ranger, which I think is so stupid. They have a big ass tiger who's a, who's a Power Ranger now. And oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's stupid. But essentially, um, the Death Ranger kills that tiger as well. The tiger becomes a, a Death Ranger as well, a part of his army. And essentially, what you see is Andros start to. Oh, one of the first things Death Ranger does, they're on their mission, they're about to leave. This is whole alien race on this spaceship, right? Innocent people. Death Ranger push a button, black just destroys them all, like shoots a blaster, destroys the whole ship. And everybody's oh, like, dang. what the f- yeah, like what the hell are you doing? Like, this isn't what we do. And so Andros essentially goes, Hey, like this isn't what I signed up for. I thought this was gonna be pretty, you know, pretty chill. You know, I thought you were just gonna bring my people back from my planet. We keep it move, keep it moving. And the Death Ranger basically wants to resurrect all people who've died. And so Andros, you know, goes on his own and he basically go travels to Earth to meet the mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? Because Omega Rangers are in space. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers still doing doing their thing on Earth. Okay, so they exist at the same time. Exactly, they exist at the same time. And he basically visits them and is like, "Hey, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like I need your help. Like I did something really bad, but I need your help." And that's kind of what the series will lead is basically Mighty Morphin Power Rangers getting involved to go against the Death Ranger. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who dies, who doesn't. Um, I don't even know if they can be reversed. I don't know how this will work, but I am interested to see how. Now that we have the Power Rangers and Death Ranger versus Tommy and all those different matchups, it'll be pretty cool. So let me ask you, if let's say one of the Rangers dies and once they die, they become a Death Ranger. At the end of the story, do you want them to be dead, dead or would you like for them to come back? Okay, it it matters who it is. If it's like. Because I am wondering how they're going to do this, because there's another version of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that like in the TV show. There's like some new rangers that come in and replace people. Right. And so I, I wonder if they're going to do that. If they don't plan on doing that, then yeah, kill the people, make them die. That's it. You know what I mean? No coming back. You know what I mean? If you're going to kill somebody, kill them, you know? Um, but that that's only my only hesitation in doing that is I do want to see uh, Power Rangers Zeo, which is a lot of these same people who are here today at the Body Morphin. They just get the Zeo power, become Power Rangers Zeo. If you murder one of them, that's going to throw off all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I am interested. But to me, if you're going to pull the trigger on death, you can't do no, there ain't no take backs. I mean, it is comics, you know, there's always takes backs. Oh, comics. yeah. You know, you know, it's just Power Rangers never, has never dipped its toe into death this, this far. So now they got to decide how they want to go. Do they want to do the regular comic book route? Or do they do, do like the, you know, certain comic book writers were like, no, death is death, you know? Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm definitely going to keep catching up. I've been reading a lot more of them, and this this new introduction to this villain makes me even want to want to stay on it some more. Um, I, uh, last thing I see, I see the uh, the white tiger. I see what it is. It yeah. Yellow scarred, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, Mega bro. <laughs> so stupid, bro. So dumb. It looks, yeah. especially with them, them suits are trash. And then you throw a tiger on, it's just dumb, bro. Again, yeah, we yeah. talked about this. Every nigga and their mama gets a morpher nowadays. And I don't understand it. 
I don't get it. I think they just do it for the cool effect. You know what I mean? Let's see what he looked like with a morpher. It's like, no, like nobody wants to see a pet with a morpher. Like, stupid. Yeah, I agree. That that is stupid. That I agree with that. Right. They, they do it. They pimp out Power Rangers, man. They pimp them out. Put me as the exec. I'd be like, no. Ninja Turtles want to do a crossover? Fuck you. No. We're not, <laughs> <laughs> none of y'all niggas morphing. Uh, but yeah. That's tough. Um, yeah. I'm going to definitely guess, have to check out the three ones you, you presented. But um, yeah, I, I guess, what is, it? is this our third uh, comic book Yeah, it's our third comic book council, man. Yeah. We, we on a roll. We on a yeah, roll. We on a roll. We on a roll. We can keep them coming. We definitely need to do better about reading. Uh, nice. Definitely follow our hashtag, a comic book a day. We started. Yeah. We the OGs of that. Some people trying yeah, to steal I know. I that. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, I see some people trying to steal it. Don't don't yeah. don't do it. Capital A, capital C, capital A, capital D. A comic book yeah. a day. Yeah. If you're reading the comic book a day, throw the hashtag on there, and we'll see it. And uh, or add us as well, and we'll see it. Like, we'll shout you out. But you'll be trying to steal Facts. our hashtag, man. We've been doing that since 2020. So. Facts. Um. But all right, this has been another comic book council. We appreciate you listening. We out.